This is Dee Medina, and you are listening to the fourth episode of the Can You Sub Again? You Can Make a Difference as a Substitute Teacher podcast. This episode is actually part two of how the title of this podcast came to be, Can You Sub Again? I used part of this week for some overall reflection as it relates to my book and this podcast. Although the paperback edition of my book, Superstar Subbing, You Can Make a Difference as a Substitute Teacher, is only 149 pages long, it took me over five years to write, and here's why. First, productively. I wrote my book in seasonal spurts. I didn't set a daily or weekly schedule to write. I wrote during summer breaks, winter breaks, spring breaks, or other long stretches of time. And some summers were so jam-packed with family life, pure do-nothing relaxation included, that my good intentions of getting to my manuscript just wouldn't pan out. Second, practically, from the proverbial day one, there was doubt about this project. It seemed that as I got further in, if I trusted someone enough to share what was going on, I was met with polite doubters, curious wait and seers, and then secret haters. I'd get a conversation like this, a book for subs, well, it's designed to be a handbook. Yeah, but for subs? Yes, I've subbed in multiple districts and I never got more than a name badge, a lanyard, and the instructions on how to get assignments and get paid. Oh, lots and lots of, oh. These O's left me thinking, is this book a practical endeavor? Is it worth the investment of time, money, and effort? But then the third reason I reflected on this week was, providentially. As I look back now, I see that the productive and practical side of things fed into the providence of giving me the experience. I needed to be around students, other subs, teachers, office staff, administrators, and parents, first as a sub and then as a teacher. Indiana Jones said, it's not the years, it's the mileage. But when you're working on positively impacting a group as precious and important as students, and as precious as, and important as subs who are willing to be there for them, the years and mileage are needed. So why the reflection at all? Well, I can best explain it from a note I wrote to myself and the subs I know that are in the trenches doing the hard work. Those who this podcast is for, those who I know have the potential to help students, not just academically, but with the kind of care and compassion that can change a person's life. Here's what I wrote. Some simply don't understand why I would spend time writing a book like this or doing a podcast like this. Well, I have many reasons that you could probably guess, such as I've been a sub, I've been a teacher, I'm a parent, I care about kids, I coach, and so on. However, one of the game-changing factors for me was when I thought to myself, if I wait for a famous substitute teacher to write this book, then it's never going to get written because there's no such thing as a famous substitute. That's the nature of the work, isn't it? Subs don't get famous. Too many times subs don't even get eye contact. Too many times subs are disrespected by the secretary they check in with, to the teacher who left the lesson plans, to the students who don't listen to them, all the way to the people who think this book or podcast is ridiculous. And I'm done giving the haters too much credit. I hope you'll get tired of them too. Tired enough to take a new approach, the approach of a difference maker. 
you matter. Be encouraged. Let's get it. And now I hope you enjoy this week's podcast, Can You Sub Again? Part 2. Last week, we talked about the question and podcast title, Can You Sub Again? Representing any sub, introspectively asking, can I really do this anymore? Do I want to do this anymore? I used to ask myself this, especially after extremely challenging days or weeks. Then we transitioned into how the question, can you sub again, can be flipped on its ear as something to hear from others in an extremely positive light. Hearing administrators, teachers, students, and office staff ask, can you sub for us again, became affirmation that I was making a difference in the lives of students. It may sound like hyperbole to hear, but when the question became a regular occurrence, I not only looked forward to subbing each day with great expectation, I was excited to meet new students and staff. I'm an introvert. So when I found myself driving to school sites I had never been to before, without any of the apathy or butterflies or negative predictions I had previously had, I knew that I could find myself caring about the kids. I could focus on impacting the kids. So why does this even matter? If we wonder, the haters wonder, the students wonder, why is making the shift from being an apathetic, can I sub again sub, to a motivated, can you sub for us, sub important? I have five short answers to that question. Here are five reasons why hearing, can you sub for us again, from others matters. Number one, substitute teachers continue to be in high demand. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, over 600,000 substitute teachers are hired annually in America. ABC News cited that on any given school day, 5 million American students have a substitute teacher because 10% of the teaching corps has taken the day off. The need for substitute teachers continues to be at epidemic proportions. Our children deserve qualified adults who want to fill the roles of a quality substitute teacher. Substitute teachers are in such high demand due to the difficult and often demeaning nature of the work, but each individual can learn skills and adopt mindsets that will make them excellent substitute teachers that administrators, teachers, parents, and students will ask to return. Number two, subbing offers a great opportunity for future full-time educators. I'll talk more about this in future episodes. This is definitely a point that deserves more meat but for now, I'll say while I think student teaching is important, I think more teachers would benefit from the challenge and diversity that comes with substitute teaching. Number three, subbing offers opportunity for those not looking to be full-time educators, but for flexible income and community impact. Consider these people. An active duty military member on leave because of a government shutdown. An ambitious undergraduate who has her eyes on a counseling career. An athletic 23-year-old former college basketball star with a bad knee. A benevolent grandmother with a PhD whose husband has recently died. A philosophical gamer who wants to make an impact in her community. A gregarious art major excited to eventually teach high school. These are all examples of substitute teachers I've either met or heard of. And then there's this one, a hardworking homemaker returning to the workforce. This person recently wrote, 
After a decade of my place of employment being solely our home, I'm officially entering the workforce again as a substitute teacher. I applied mid-July and was promptly hired, but the process for getting an emergency teaching certificate has proved to be arduous and lengthy, shaking my head. I have no regrets about choosing to stay home with the boys all these years. Most days I loved it. Other days I wish I had an office to go to. But instead, I pulled up my big girl panties and dealt with sick kids or whatever. It's daunting to be opening this next chapter, but I'm excited to take on the challenge. Real talk. I'm excited to be earning a wage again. It was hard, really hard, to have no monetary contribution to our family despite having a chemical engineering degree and despite being capable of being the wage earner in the family. That my only monetary contribution was to be a good steward and not spend money. My husband thoroughly provides for our family financially, but it was hard to never see increases in our bank account from me. Substituting gives me the flexibility to not work on days I need to be at home with sick kids or to run an errand and work when I desire to. Summer's off with the boys preserved. No idea when my first day will be, but I'm getting my sub bag ready now. Number four, substitutes deserve a better overall reputation than the one currently out there. This is another topic that deserves episodes, plural, all on its own. But if there's an elephant in the room about substitutes in general, it's that we are all a hit or miss prospect. I've heard it, read it, seen it, lived it. One person recently posted, teaching is the only profession where it's more difficult to take a day off because you have to arrange lesson plans, supplies, and hope your sub doesn't leave things in shambles. An educator recently tweeted, substitute teachers are the cover bands of the education world. Some suck and some make you forget you're not listening to the actual band. I thought that was clever. Another educator replied to that tweet and said, I have yet to get a good sub. And I was once a sub myself. At schools like mine, we're lucky to get a sub in the first place. And they are a warm body. It's a good day when everyone is safe and the room is relatively clean. It's a good day when everyone is safe and the room is relatively clean. Our children deserve better than the highest expectation being a relatively clean room. In fact, number five, our kids deserve the best we can give them. To bring things full circle, to be asked, can you sub again regularly and earnestly, not because there's simply a shortage, but because you have built or are building a reputation for yourself as being good for kids is priceless. It's priceless. You never know who's gonna play an important role in your life and you never really know whom you might impact even in a short amount of time. I once taught for a summer school class of high school seniors. I was only there for four days and thought that the two classes I had were pretty mellow, sometimes to the point of being non-responsive. I mean, they were seniors and they seemed to be pretty much on autopilot. I was shocked to get the following email in my district inbox account the following week. This young man wrote, if I may ask you, Mr. Medina, may I have your number or another email so maybe I can stay in contact with you? 
because the first week of summer school, you made me a better student by writing all the essays and other stuff you made us do. If you can't because of the age difference, just have down my email on your calendar for November 9th this year. That's when I turn 18. And if you can send me an email and maybe we can meet up or at least text through email and keep you posted, I would appreciate that. By the way, to let you know, I'm an RSP student. And if you don't know what that is, it's that I have a disability and I can get accommodations. So I would like to keep up with you because I feel like you will play a big role in my life. I hope you take this serious because I'm being so serious right now. But again, if you can't for some odd reason, I understand. I wish you the best and I will pray for your family and yourself and for you to be successful because you are one of the greatest teachers ever. Thank you again. If you contact me, my number is blank, 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 blank. Sincerely, one of your fans, the name of the student, second period summer school. I forwarded this email to the vice principal and principal along with my response for them to give to this student. In my short reply, I thanked the student and reaffirmed his thoughts that I was not able or willing to give out my personal information. But most importantly, I told the student two things. First, I told him that his email had touched me greatly, considering I wasn't sure they even noticed I was there. Secondly, I told him that I did remember him and that I was sure he was gonna go on to do great things in life. I told him to never give up. I told him that I believed in him and to be encouraged. Tell me your opinion. Can you sub again? Are you being asked this because of your obvious value to the lives of students? Have you met subs that are? What are they doing right? And what cues can you take from them? If you'd like to contribute to the conversation on this subject, be sure to stop by the website, canyousubagain.com. You can always find a transcript of the most recent podcast and add your voice to the discussion by visiting the post on the topic or on the site's homepage. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to support Can You Sub Again, would you consider taking time to leave a star rating or review? Thanks so much for listening to the Can You Sub Again podcast, and be sure to check back again next week.